<laughs> we are live. It's the 196th episode of the Mina's House podcast. I'm Mina Say What. Brian Bursco. Jack Stucky. I have a bone to pick with both of y'all. You guys left Shayna and I high and dry last week. We was all worried. Dexter got towed. Garnett was working. Listen. What's going on with y'all? Mine was, mine was a traumatic situation. I actually, my car got towed at like five o'clock. I didn't get home until 930 that night. And it was like, I had to call the cops. Like it was a crazy situation. Yeah. Why? Let's focus on positives. Apparently, like if you get your car towed in the city, like it's a big deal. Like they don't try to just, it's not a, hey, I got my car towed. I'm gonna go pay this bill and you give it back to me. Like, no, they want you to keep it there to the next day. They're not at the physical lots that your car gets towed to. Like it's, it's crazy. Ain't trying to rob you all your money, Dex. That's what it is. They want to mm-hmm. stay overnight. They, they didn't. They didn't like what's. They look at dinner like you can only pay with cash. You can't pay with a card. And I'm like, oh wow. Okay. During COVID, so, I've never heard of that. It's actually the opposite. People don't even want to touch your money anymore. Yeah, smells like a scam to me. Hello. <laughs> and you got pulled right into that. <laughs> Smooth pulled into it. <laughs> You might have got set up, but now let's focus on the positives because Shane and I are here today. So listen, we showed up. We here. Oh, my God. So, there we go. All right. There it goes. Uh, <laughs> let's hop into what's in our feed because we do have guests joining us today. Grammy winning Aunt Clemens is joining us and Frankie Hill as well. Um, this podcast, we're basically from Philly and Jersey for people who are not in the area. So these guys are Jersey guys and they're going to be joining us. They have a show coming up this Saturday. So we'll be talking to them shortly. But I want to hop into what's in our feed because I've been seeing a lot of hate towards Jeannie Mai and Jeezy's pregnancy announcement. So they got married five months ago. Uh, She's pregnant. The big thing about this is it's not like it's a mistake. They've been trying because she suffered a miscarriage. She revealed five months previous to that. But. The surprising part about this is Jeannie Mai's last marriage ended because she did not want kids. And she's a talk show host. She made this very vocal. She's been talking about the ex-husband and, you know, what she wants. And, you know, this is why this ended. We just weren't on the same page. And now she's married with Jeezy. They're expecting. She seems overjoyed. What were your overall reactions to this? Because I thought it was a very positive thing. I thought it was uh, kind of like a representation of the power of love, how someone can literally change your perspective and what you want in life. But the comments, they have been dragging this couple. How do you guys feel about this? I think that love is a very powerful thing. And I think that compromising your own beliefs, needs and wants to keep a man around is, a, is an even more powerful thing. And I think that's what she did. And that's what she's doing. And now she's having a baby that she said she didn't want to have. And remember, she divorced her ex-husband because she did not want to have a child. So it just seems a little odd to me. And it's like, are we now going to say like she's more in love with Jeezy than she was with her ex-husband? Because that's kind of silly to me. And I just think that she did it because this is something that Jeezy wanted to do. So she did it because of it. Mm. So who who's her ex husband? Some man, white we guy. <laughs> Some white guy. <laughs> All right, so let's give a little bit more context. I mean, so I mean, 
First of all, I didn't know this many. Uh, I, I I didn't know Jeezy was a heartthrob. I did not know this many women wanted. Jeezy's that guy now. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. It was so many girls like fake crying on my TL. I'm like, hold on, you love Trap and Die that much? <laughs> like you, you was you was messing with Trap and Die that much that you love Jeezy and you're jealous of this right now? But um, yeah, I guess she must have loved Trap and Die too, because you know she she was apparently you know. She didn't want it in the last relationship, but, you know, she don't want to lose out on this one. Time is ticking. You know, you don't want to be alone. And you honestly just might have uh, came to uh, uh epiphany of like, you know, you you might have made a mistake on, on the last one. Maybe not choosing to want kids or anything like that. Whereas like that, like maybe I really ruined something good or something that started out so good ended in such a bad situation because I didn't want kids. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, maybe Jeezy out here making love to Thug Motivation 101. Maybe I was going to say <laughs> some good D will make you do things you never thought you would do before. That's what's going on here. OK, she's digmatized. Not digmatized. <laughs> yes, she- <laughs> Thug Motivation 101. Right. That's what that this is. Let me tell you something. I thought it was very telling for me when she said their love feels safe. She yes. said it feels pure, honest, and safe. And she said that she has not felt that as a child. Do you understand what... I don't think a lot of people have felt a safe love. It's a difference between loving someone and feeling safe, feeling protected, feeling like this person has your back. You know, I can almost even bet money on the fact that maybe she didn't feel these things from her ex-husband and maybe that's why she didn't want to start a family there. It doesn't mean that she didn't love him. It doesn't mean that that was fake. It doesn't mean like his D was trash. It just means that that was a different kind of love you know, and maybe that love didn't make her feel comfortable enough to take these steps with this man. But now you meet this other man that literally makes you feel safe where whatever, wherever you want to go, I'm with you. You want to have kids and I'm 42. She's 42 years old. You want to have kids and I'm 42. I'm ride or dying with you. So I think that's what we're seeing. But I do see a lot of negative commentary on social media where people think it's because it's young Jeezy that mm-hmm. now she's okay with having this child. I mean, the woman got money. She don't need to secure the bag. She has a good job. She's getting paid. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really think this is just a matter of you meet a man who shows you a different kind of love. And now you want different kind of things with this man. Or he told you that he doesn't want what he, or he told you that he doesn't want to wear condoms and you probably already stopped wearing, taking birth control and it just happened. And then you decided like, Hey, this is what it's going to be because my man got me pregnant. I'm just saying. Miss Safe. This sounds very personal, Dex. (laughs) (laughs) You feel bad for this brother. Well, he's not a brother, but this man that she was with. It makes me feel bad. It is messed up, but I I would I I would kind of try to look at it on, on the positive side as maybe you dodged the bullet. You didn't have a child with someone that maybe didn't want these things with you. I know like everybody's like, oh, well, it was the they're saying it's a white peen versus the black peen. I'm like, y'all doing too much. Doing too much. (laughs) I was reading the comments thoroughly entertained. (laughs) But no, I just think, you know, he dodged the bullet. You know, you don't want to build a family with someone that doesn't want that with you. It's only going to create drama down the line. (laughs) So uh, moving on, speaking of drama, Karen Civil who um, is considered like a businesswoman. You know, she's a digitally digital marketing person. 
um, who's worked with a lot of artists is being accused of fraud. But we do have one of our guests joining us. So I'm going to let him into the room right now. His name is Frankie Hill. Maybe he can weigh in on this conversation while we um, get ourselves situated. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of talk online about uh, Karen Civil and some of the uh, deals that she's made with people. Joyner Lucas has come forward. Cameron came forward in the past. Um, you know, just kind of talking about how they were promised a certain thing and they were uh, get you know given something else. Hey, Frankie, welcome. Whoa, what's up? What's up? What's up? Can y'all hear me? Yes. Right. Frankie oh. Hill joining the podcast. Oh no! Man. Independent man. artist, welcome, welcome. Appreciate y'all for having me. Thank you, thank you, Garnett Frankie. man. That's a nice collar. It's a nice you collar. Know, I, I did it for you, man. I did it for you. I knew you was coming on here. <laughs> uh so frankie and garnett know each other so frankie's from jersey yes, so um yes. garnett lives in jersey and so do i dex is from philly uh frankie so i just want to right, yeah, no smoke no smoke man. <laughs> right, right, right across the bridge with the better cheese sticks yeah, i got my five man i got my five easy on the cheese sticks man easy on the cheese sticks. <laughs> uh but i'm mina we've never met so it's nice to meet pleasure, you frankie pleasure. pleasure yeah nah yeah you've You've been a voice I've been here coming up over the years for like oh ever God. since like ever. So yeah, you were stable. You ain't got to introduce yourself to me. That's so crazy to me when people tell me that. But when I think about it, like I've been doing this since I was 18, right? Yeah. So that's like over, that's like 15 years at this point, right? Like 14, 15 years. Someone was 10 years old who's now 20 years old right, yeah. or 22 or 23 years old. So when I start doing the math, I was like, damn, you know, I feel old. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it makes me feel crazy. I mean, I'm honored and humbled and but it does make me feel a little crazy because I don't I'm not old. So it's like when people I are like, oh, I grew up listening to you. I'm yeah. like, good God. <laughs> nah, yeah, it makes you, me feel you know, like I'm 45 years old or 50 <laughs> years old. I'm like, God. Young OG. For sure. Frankie, I want to get your um before we, you know, start talking about your career. I know you're performing in Philadelphia, your hometown with Aunt Clemens. This is a big deal. But I want to kind of bring you into one of our conversations before we wrap that up about just being an independent artist mm -hmm. and trying to, like, get your footing in the door. Right. So we were just talking about Karen Civil and how some people have come forward and said that, you know, they paid her uh, thousands of dollars in one case, particularly sixty thousand dollars when this one particular artist was coming up and she didn't deliver on the things that she said she was going to deliver. And now that artist Joyner Lucas is obviously in a better situation. He's more successful. But I wanted to kind of talk to you about that. And, you know, if you don't want to talk about that particular situation i i get it because you obviously don't want to be messy right. but um <laughs> but how is it like really being an independent artist and having these people charging you all this money and telling you well i'll put you on and i'll put you on the shade room and i'll put you on hothiphop.com and hiphop dx like how much of that happens and how do you avoid getting taken advantage of in your situation um at least for me it was always starting with trusting, putting people in position around me who know things that I don't know and, and being able to like truly trust them as people first before we even got business going. Um, as far as I've gone so far in my career has worked well. 
as far as plugging people around me? Because I, I seen some of that on the line and people were saying, you know, you shouldn't have a manager until you need a manager. And it's like, I see both sides. But for me, I feel like you're going to need help from the beginning. And through that, you're going to find people who try to shysty you. They try to get a quick whatever they can get from you from you. And I, I mean, it's all about discernment for me, being able to just recognize who I can trust. If you feel shaky, trust my gut. I live with that. I live with going with my gut and, and, and you know, protecting me and mine and what we built than, you know, trying to overextend myself. And so it, it's, a, it's a tricky ground, especially being independent. You don't know who's who. You don't know who knows who. You don't you, you don't know. And everybody's experience is different. You can't you can't. It's, it's always apples and oranges. So it's it's tough. It's, it's tough. But it's a part of the business that we signed up for. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I really feel like, especially with the Karen Silver, you, you you don't want to say her name, and that's fine. I will, <laughs> but um, you know, I'm not. These are all allegations for the most part, as far as you know, the 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 fraud that went down, right? It's allegations, mm-hmm. but you know, just speaking on the marketing and, and and the PR side of things, um, it can get a little tricky, uh, because you are going off a lot of blind faith. You know, the, a lot of things that go on behind the scenes isn't necessarily recorded for tax purposes or, you know, yeah, for what they're supposed to be doing. So, you know, all you can do is hope that this person has your best interests at heart, you know, and can think about the long run of things and not just thinking about right now I need money. So let me take this mm-hmm. and, you know, do what I got to do. And, you know, because in the long run, that ends up catching up to people and you may not have, uh, you know, a, a, a long career. So. You know, the, the, the same thing that, you know, makes this uh, industry move is the same thing that can crush it because, you know, it's, it's it, it moves off of blind faith. You know, a lot of people, you know, use their connections and, 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 and use where they're from um, in order to put people in position. So, you know, it's, it's a really, really tricky situation. But as far as that goes, I mean, like I said, it's, it's an allegation. And especially for the up and coming artists, uh, because Jordan Lucas, who, 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 who spoke out on this, you know, he said, you know, that was his last $60,000. That wasn't even his $60,000. It's had an investor. Yeah. And he just had a baby. Right. Yeah. You know, he, he, he has to pay this money back. It's not even his, it's Uh, not coming out of his pocket. And, you know, uh, you know, to have in, 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 in his eyes, have it be, you know, taken and then, you know, the most egregious thing out of anything, if it's true, is that there was no communication in between that. You know, he said he tried calling this woman for a month, you know, and to have no answer. I think that right there is the actual thing, because maybe if, if things didn't work or, you know, like, hey, you know, I tried to put your placement here. As long as the communication is set right. up, maybe this goes a little bit differently, whether, you know, she actually pocketed the money or put it in a places that it needed to be you know the communication is the is the one thing that is glaring and stands out so you know i feel like that's the that's the major thing as as far as this and she she admitted to some other things on um on, yeah uh, she on, said on, she on, hacked um, jason lee yeah, yeah. i'm like girl <laughs> I, I think overall though the the best part to me about this is that people are speaking out because i think things like this happen to people so often. And then it's a, it's kind of embarrassing sometimes to know that you got in a sense scammed out of so much money by someone who is like revered by so many people within the industry. So you speak out, like people are looking at you, like be quiet. You, you know what I mean? Like you're lying. Nobody's taking you serious. 
And I'm glad that people spoke out. I'm glad that people actually took this serious. And I'm glad that she owned up to some of this stuff that she's been accused of as well. I just think that overall, like more transparency is needed because maybe she didn't mean to like do what, you know, what she's being accused of. But like the only person who could speak to that now is her. Yeah. And, I just think people off- got to be aware too. Like when someone tells you, hey, I can do this for you for this amount of money. Like we see it on social media all the time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can get you verified. I can get you 100,000 followers. Like we're so quick as people to be like, okay, I'm going to pay this person to try to take the shortcut instead of saying, let me actually build an audience. Let me mm-hmm. let me get to the point where I, I Instagram recognizes me and I am verified. Like one day I woke up and I was verified and it wasn't like I paid someone or like it happened naturally so I think people kind of forget that you have to build things organically and naturally and you have to put in the work and people want to take these shortcuts well I'm gonna give so-and-so sixty thousand dollars so they could get me on a Spotify playlist which can jumpstart your career but you have to understand you know you're taking a shortcut you know Mm -hmm. and even with Spotify you can submit your own track (laughs) you don't (laughs) gotta pay someone sixty thousand dollars you can submit your own track they have like a user place where you can submit your track so I think people just got to be a little bit more careful about that you know like trying to take that shortcut Uh, yeah and and like you said like dealing especially with Garnett said with the blind faith like when you're dealing with artists especially on the come up especially when it's your last two thousand albums and it's your last and this is the you you dealing with that desperation just that that faith that got you to this point to even be in this position to offer this type of money to somebody it's hard to say no especially if somebody's like revered and you know and it's 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 tough i can i understand both sides it's, it's just really it's tough it's tough i feel for all artists i do yeah so Ant Clemens is joining us now. We're going to wait for him to get his audio and his video situated. But Frankie, you and Ant are like high school friends. You're from New Jersey. You guys started making music together um, in high school. And now like Ant's going on her his first solo tour. You're opening for him in Philadelphia this Saturday. Like, how are things like, how is this? How do you feel? How is this happening for you right now? Um, I'm personally proud of the red hat, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nah, he, he know, man. He know we go back to like his, his old crib when there was way too many dudes in there trying to make songs and it was just going on. Like, we, proud. we from there, we from like the mud mud. So to see him go through his whole cycle and it come full circle and we back in the city where we got told no so many times, uh, you know, he got told, you know, he wasn't it, uh, there's somebody else. And now he headlining and I, we, I've personally built the name up from that same city who told me no. So to see this come culminate into this one moment, what's going to happen on Sunday is going to be fun, man. It's going to be special. So, yeah. And that's a perfect introduction. Anthony Clemens and Clemens <laughs> Grammy Award winner, songwriter, singer, artist, joining the podcast. Welcome, Ant. What's going down, y'all? What up, family? How's it going? Hey, so many familiar faces. Look, we all here, man. I feel like I've been harassing you. Sliding in your deep. First and foremost, I don't know where's with my DM, so let me apologize formally. I'm sorry. I saw a lot of messages. I was like, damn, I look like an A-shit nigga. Like, I'm not that at all. 
<laughs> Look, and I don't slide in DMs, and I was in your DMs like <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Aunt, <laughs> hey, how are you? We're from Jersey. Hey, I know your sister. Hey, <laughs> yeah, his, his sister's super popular too, man. She, mm-hmm. she out here grinding." Amber does not play at all. So I mean, I, I mean, I definitely got a question, man. You already know I, I got a, I got a question for, for, for both of y'all, um, Frankie, especially you know moving around in your career, uh, you know before the whole COVID and stuff happened, you was bouncing around, you know, doing your own tours, uh, you know, doing your own shows, and I know you know you actually you know moved to LA. So just tell me, kind of like the experience that you get from here, like you said, Frankie, how. Uh, you know, a lot of people may have told you no or told you, you know, you couldn't be this or couldn't be that to, you know, going to another place, getting a breath of fresh air and making things work for you. So just kind of tell the, the difference between here and then when you finally got out of here. Mm. I'm about to say, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> now go ahead and get yours. All right. So first and foremost, people. Good, everybody. <laughs> Yo, you are silly. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. Because first and foremost, this is our group chat all the time. I'm like, this is this is a regular thing. Um, to answer your question though, going back to LA, well, going to LA in general was crazy. It was super fun going out into a brand new place, figuring it out. Um, because Philly molded. Us, Jersey molded us is like it was the place where we discovered our sound and I moved out to LA just to figure out what I wanted to do as far as songwriting and making that thing happen as an artist too um, not really leading with the artistry but just going out and trying to make sure that I could be the best songwriter possible and by the grace of God that led to the artistry thing coming to the forefront and full circle moment is just like I couldn't come back home and not have my boy Frankie open up for me. Like that had to happen. So right. it's a amazing feeling to just come back to Philly, especially on my birthday. It's like it, oh, it, it's oh, Virgo worse. season, Virgo you know season. I mean? Actually, like I'm a Libra, you feel me? But oh, it's like sorry. It's okay, it's on the dust, it's okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, we are we're currently in Virgo season. Amen. But now, like it's 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 a blessing, and I, I I'm I'm more than happy to share the stage with my family, and my sister Amber is gonna be DJing at that show too, so it's gonna be amazing. So I'm really excited. I want to actually apologize to you, Aunt, because I specifically said on this podcast we were going through the Grammys, the nominations, mm-hmm. and I, I I read your name on in the best R and B category. And I was like, who is this? And then Garnett was like, wait a minute. He got Garnett, you together. Yeah. Garnett, yeah. Garnett, you feel me? Garnett, Garnett, the pillows up. Everybody collect the pillows around here. No sleep. <laughs> so I was like, what? He's from Jersey? Wait a minute. And then Who's this? Wait a minute. <laughs> no, but wait. But then the crazy part is I started to see you everywhere. Like instantly. And it's like, and then I realized I knew your sister, but I'm like, wait a minute. Like, she got say what? No, but like, <laughs> I was trying to get your sister to DJ on my show. I was trying to get her to be like my DJ. So it was just yeah. crazy how like, 
I was, and I just want to apologize to you because I was like, who is this? Like, nah, I'm him. Like, like it's okay. Like, <laughs> and then Garnett texted me and then literally the next I'm day. Him, yo, I'm him. The next day, I'm like, I, I her damage, you're singing background vocals. And then I see like Justin Timberlake and there's Aunt Clemens with Justin Timberlake. And then I'm like, yo, I feel like, I feel like I just disrespected you and you didn't even know. So I just want to say, I apologize. Okay? But it's okay. You know, welcome, welcome, welcome. You can't get blamed for something you ain't know, but I do appreciate the apology. That is hilarious. And although I'm joking right now, like, I give all praise, honor, and glory to God. Like, so, like, yeah, it's funny to laugh and stuff, but I'm just happy that you even mentioned my name on your platform before you knew who I was. That's 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 hella dope. Yo, but after that, every time I would be on the radio, I'd be like, oh, that's damage. Uh, background vocals by Aunt Clemens. <laughs> <Jersey's Jimmy. laughs> I just felt like, I felt like guilty. Like, damn, we from the same state. And I dropped the uh, the ball, like all the way I dropped the ball. And I was disrespectful. I was like, who is this? And Garnett was like, wait a minute, don't do that. Hold <laughs> up. And, and how do you how do you feel about attending like award shows and stuff like that? And, and like now, like there's a big thing in celebrity culture now where they're like, oh, we don't want to do the open award shows with everybody in there. Seth Rogen just did like this, this long soliloquy on it about how they're not protecting against COVID and all that stuff. How do you feel about that? Right. So look, me. How how do I feel? Look, I have seen this amazing. Um, I follow this guy on Instagram. Right, his name is Mister Hotspot. Right. Mm-hmm. And he has this um this amazing video. I don't know if you've seen it, but he's like, I'm minding my business. I'm minding my business. Right. That's how I feel. I uh-huh. feel like I'm minding my business. Okay. Honestly, because like I would love to attend award shows. I actually never been to any in the physical because okay. uh, when I was nominated for stuff, all my award shows and stuff I was nominated for were during quarantine. Mm-hmm. So um, I haven't been to a live event or invited yet, but you know, I think I would cross that threshold of concern when when you cross when it came. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you were to go or when you do feel, find out you're nominated for something, do you write a speech right away or do you like, <laughs> do you think I'm going to wing it? Like if I win? Listen, I, God got me this far. <laughs> I, don't even write, I don't even write my records. I was like, so it's like, I'm not writing. <laughs> what am I about to write a speech for? <laughs> that's like prepping to talk to a girl before like you yeah, actually go yeah. talk to her it's never go that it doesn't go that way you're gonna forget like, all the gonna, words uh-huh you're gonna practice as much as you want to you're gonna end up forgetting somebody as long as you thank god you'll be all right like everybody else <laughs> and i would never practice a speech for an award show only because if i don't win then i wasted that time practicing it so i, I understand where you're coming from well, no time is wasted. You know, all time is invested because you could probably use that eventually in the future when you do win eventually but it's just you know yeah. You freestyle everything, Clan? Uh, and Clam. I'm calling you Clam for the rest oh, of your life. Yeah. <laughs> you are I was gonna say and put that and then Clam. Say what? Clam is crazy to me. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, yo. <laughs> yeah, you was nuts, man. This is amazing. What was the question? I'm sorry. I heard clam. <laughs> like you freestyle. Do you freestyle everything? Because you say you don't write anything. Everything's a freestyle for you. Every process is different. I lo- my favorite style of writing is just to go in the booth and just let it happen. Um, sometimes if it's collaborative writing, I'm sitting in a room and I'm writing with people, but my most comfortable is to just freestyle it and let it come from God. So how, speaking of that, so how, how is it working with the, with the guy himself, man, with uh, Yeezy Yeezy? You know, how, how, how did y'all come about? You know, I know, you know, you definitely was a part of the, uh, the, the, what's the name of the, the, the Sundays? I don't uh, know. Sunday service. Yeah, mm-hmm. the choir. So, mm-hmm. He was definitely a part of that with the biggest smile and always the red hat. I think you you really did a good job, like, making that a staple in Brandon. But, you know, how how, how did that come about and how how is it working with the guy? Um, It was surreal, for real, for real. Um, it's, it's weird because it's like you – you had these posters of people in your on your walls growing up, and like you had the CDs and, and stuff. And like, um, when you actually meet the person, they're like a real person. It's weird. It's, it's it's a weird exchange that happens. But Kanye was hella nice and and just really, really, really grateful for like the All Mine record that we ended up doing together and the stuff I did on Tiana Taylor when we first met. He's just like, yo, I love your energy when I'm around you. You just are happy. So I want you around me all the time. I didn't really know what that meant. So I was like, all right. So he, <laughs> he called me to Chicago. I called my niggas like, you're, I'm about to go to Chicago with Ye. They're like, yo, your life is crazy. I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. Did and Frankie get the call? Frankie, every you got call, the call? What? Yeah, yeah. Every step of the way. You was there, Frankie? He called me when all mine dropped. When, <laughs> when, it, when it, yeah, when it dropped, right? I think he called, oh, he called me. Like, bro, I'm on the record. <laughs> <laughs> bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> Kanye. Go listen, I'm out. He banged on me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I don't know. I think something like real in my life was happening too. Like something like <laughs> Yeah, I just I got the call. I remember that call. It was every call. Every call. That's amazing, though. That's amazing. Every call. Yeah, let me ask you this. So I, I you're on uh, Kanye's single. So you've done a, quite a, a bit of work with him since then, right? And you're actually on his current, like, lead single, Hurricanes. But, like, I love the version that you're on. But, like, can you explain to me that process? Because there's a version that you're not on. And then obviously we know kind of the chaos of that album and that release and even that song, how he literally was like tweaking music after every listening session. Can you just walk us through the process of creating Hurricanes and then even like, you know, um, all the craziness going on surrounding the uh, the changes to the album and then ultimately the release? Um, I wish I could. <laughs> I just got you on the NDA. <laughs> but me to say what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why getting money crazy? Yeah, yo, you can't. I'm trained for this. Wait, no, but this is what I can say. This is what I can say. Um, um, 
Listen, Kanye learned from Kim. That's what happened there, okay? (laughs) He picked up the Kardashian um, ways. (laughs) I am happy as... I can't even... Words can't describe how I feel just even having my name mentioned with Kanye West's name, period. This whole space in my life is amazing. Um, To speak on his process would be a waste of all of our time because it's really his process. Um, And you would have to really ask Ye to get like the definitive answer for like how he went about figuring it out. Um, when I came to Chicago, we worked on the song. It was so fun. We worked on it a little bit in uh, Africa and it turned into The Weeknd and Lil Baby and Yay. Like that record sounds phenomenal now. I love the record. And Did you say in Africa? Um, yeah, we went to Uganda and that's that Kanye yeah. money. He said that like it was Wakanda. <laughs> no, he said that like it was Wyoming. We went to the Kanye like, fort. <laughs> but like it was, it's it's such it, it's a testament to his genius because he let us in on the process. Like you know, the records were never supposed to come out. They leaked, um, and you know, as opposed to. Yay, just throwing his hands up and figuring and just, you know, saying F it. He's like, oh, no, let me figure something out. And creatively brought us into his creative process and let us figure out, I mean, and let us decide, oh, cool, I like this version. I like this version. And then it's a conversation piece. Even us talking about it right now is a testament to how great Kanye West is. So, like, I love the final product. Um I love that I was even able to be a part of any piece of it, but Kanye is going to be Kanye, and he's going to be great regardless. That's a good political answer. I'm proud of you, Aunt Clemens. You did good. You heard him. He said, good. I'm trying for this. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Sunday's show. Uh, two reasons. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I mean, uh, you know, Frankie Hill is one of the best performers I've seen like barring anybody as far as what he brings to the table. Um, you know, his energy uh, is, is is like no other. He never has to go to the gym. He just got to perform twice a day. That's it. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> That's it. That's all he got to do. He, he really bring it to the table. So I'm really interested in seeing that. I'm really interested in seeing and I have I've yet to see him perform live. So that's going to be dope. I want to know what are you two guys looking forward to the most this Sunday? Personally, the love, man. Um, I know that building going to be special at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even a question in my mind at this point. Uh, it's going to be special. Um, just all, it's so much energy, so much, at least for me personally, like I haven't performed in two years since 2019, since mm-hmm. we, uh, I think, did a closeout show at Voltage. And the last show we did was at Voltage in 2019. And um, it was, I know the ups and downs, talking to Ant, the ups and downs, just life changing, things changing, everything for everyone. And having all the people that we grew up loving, that grew up loving us, that loved us when nobody else did, that are new to love us, all of that kind of just getting together in one spot, it's, it's going to be beautiful. So I'm just... Honestly, I'm just waiting to cry on stage. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, everybody know I'm gonna cry. It's, it's setting. <laughs> yeah. But that's me personally. 
Frank, I was reading that you started like writing poetry. Yeah. Um, I was and so we, we literally live in a world where you don't even need to say anything anymore, right? It's all about the beat. So as someone who actually started their craft, like actually writing, you know, writing poetry and then transitioning into being a rapper, you know, how do you feel about like musically some of the simpleness in the lyrics that we're hearing? Uh, I think it's beautiful. I enjoy it. I think, uh, <laughs> oh, you I like good. the ratchet it's turn good. up. Okay, Frank. It's good. Oh, he's good. Listen, oh, he's good. Nah, I'm ratchet, <laughs> oh, that boy's good. Ratchet. Look at him. I like the dreadlocks and the suave <laughs> that, voice. That, that boy is good. Yep. Good to poetry, the wine and candles. <laughs> Don't let wine and candles fool you. Like, I, you know what I mean? I like little Baby, too. Well, Lil Baby's Lil Baby, rap, <laughs> right? baby no, yeah, Lil Baby's rapping. No, he's nah, rapping. He's rapping, rapping. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know who you consider, the, you know, the people was simple, but I enjoy simple stuff. The best things were simple. R&B is, one of, is my favorite genre, so R&B is the lip. Some lyrics are very in depth, but it's it's more about emotion, and um, I think rap has moved to a more emotional place, which is good. With that, it's not always cohesive because emotions aren't cohesive, you know. So sometimes things aren't always gonna feel always put together. Then you got your people, you know, who can put it together right, and you go to them for that. You go at this point, there's so much good music out here. You go to who you go for for what you go to them for, but um. I, I don't know. I'm personally regressed from a place of expecting things from people who don't do the things that that I'm expecting them to do. It's yeah, it's redundant. I was going to ask you about that. Like, do you find as being an artist and you do this for like, for a living, do you find it difficult to listen to other artists like some that you like like or some that you just want to give a shot to like listening to it? Do you notice things that it's like, oh, I would have done that differently. Or, oh, I don't understand why they would have said that word instead of this word. Like, are you more critical or can you just enjoy it? Um, initially I'm critical. Mm-hmm. Like on first listen, I'm just, I'm critical just mm-hmm. innately because I do that even with my own music. Like if yeah, I'm but it depends on who it is. You're not critical of everybody. Cause like, it, look, you critical of Kenny. We're going to be right, like, if we're going to talk about like, you'll be critical of Kenny, Cole, Drake, right? Dope, right? Niggas oh, yeah, yeah, them, yeah, but yeah. it's like, but like 42 Doug drop, you're not about to be critical of like what he said. Not, no, no shots, nothing. Like, I'm not about to I get exactly what so, you're saying. Like, no, I, it's like I the bar is different. The bar is different yeah, for people and their and their abilities. Yeah, well, yeah, your, your bar is like I, some people. I don't even go to you. To, but we do that just on some like friend stuff. Like, we just, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like yo, what did Kendrick say? Like, right? Yeah. What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> nah, because it's not about that for everybody. Like some people, yeah. it's just you there to have a good time. And if I listen That's to the right. album, I don't have a good time, then I'm not going back to your album. Especially That's if you put right. a good time album. You know, yeah. everybody. It's not about an artist thing. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody ain't here to talk to you. Everybody ain't here to really rap with you, rap for you, or make mm-hmm. you learn something. Which are all the things I hold value and core to me. But when I'm somewhere else, I know I don't want to hear that at the club. I don't. Yeah. I don't, don't want to hear that at the club. I know what I want to hear at the club. So, <laughs> yeah. and that's um, a fact. So we talked about how you kind of transitioned into being an artist from like just writing and singing background background vocals. You've written for like Tiana Taylor. You mentioned Luke James, Dreezy. I mean, you've been in the studio with her. Justin Timberlake, you know, we've been kind of talking about some of the people that you've collaborated with. But at this point, like, who do you enjoy being in the studio with the most, whether it be like writing or singing? Like, who do you just like being around and you feel like you really have like a connective energy with them? Frankie O. Who? 
<laughs> Frankie Hill. Uh, <laughs> Are you kidding me? This gentleman right here. With lobster the vibes, man. Are you this kidding me? Vibes ever. Wait, what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll be working with Frankie Hill. Nah, he's he's telling the truth and a lie at the same time. <laughs> no, I'm dead. I'm dead. To, I'm dead to Uck serious. I know. I know. Like, so he's telling the truth and a lie. <laughs> like you know, if Michael Jackson could somehow come back. I he would punch me in the face. <laughs> exactly. Like who would? I would punch him in the face. Like get out of the way. <laughs> no, it's and I say that because we've had so many fun times in the studio way before I was Aunt Clemens with a name. Like that's just my bro. So like it's it's fun being in the studio with people that I've grew up listening to. But making music with my friends is my favorite thing to do in the world. Makes sense. Now that's beautiful. And now give it an artist she wants them. She wants Ty Dot. Like she wants somebody. I'm not, I'm not giving listen, me to say what? Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not giving, Frankie. He's I'm not good. Giving. Look, listen, I'm good, dog. <laughs> Media trained. That trained. I mean, you you, you got to give your PR coach uh, like a tip or something like that. Or maybe they should give you a tip because you took Bill's lesson PR, very seriously. What coach? What? Learn the lesson okay. from me. I'm writing the book. <laughs> this is the blueprint, baby. This guy's a nut. Yeah. Wait, so I don't understand the logic behind that, right? You can't name someone because you don't want to isolate someone else? Is that oh, no, it? No, no. I, I'm honestly being very, very honest. Like, I ain't even lying to you. Like, he's my favorite person to work with. I can tell you, like, uh, everybody that you named, I love being in the studio with. I love being in the studio with Tiana Taylor because she's assertive and she knows what she wants. I love being in the studio with her because she can versatile and can play every single instrument and can transcribe what you're saying verbally to any instrument. Same with Ty Dolla Sign. Same with anybody that you've mentioned. But like you asked me who my favorite person I worked with and would want to work with, that's my brother. I what? love that. Why, why not? No, I love that. It just shows that you have like a humility about you where you're not going to get like lost in the you know what the industry is which a lot of people do you know they get lost in like who's your real friend um who's around because you just won your first grammy for the best r&b album so it's like i think it's really remarkable that you're holding on to people that you knew from the beginning because you know that they're there genuinely as opposed to like oh you're only around because i'm successful now yeah, I'm nice. Too. Too. I'm nice. Too. He's nice. He's like really nice. good. Like he's <laughs> I'm not being. I didn't know. I didn't know what it. I didn't know what his phone was hitting. I was reading books. Early. I'm like, I'm nice. Yeah, she, um, no, she like, oh, so nice. She just terrible. You gonna be chilling with your? No, I'm fine. This thing is fire. Like, no, I know, Frankie. I'm just saying. Like, no, I'm messing. I'm messing. Trust me. I'm. Yeah. This is what I do all day. Don't eat into them. Do not eat into them. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Feel they, bad, Frankie. Damn. <laughs> this is what they do. Like this. They're gonna have to say your name on the radio next. And coming soon, Frankie Hill. Random and Columbus. Y'all silly, man. This is what they do. So, Frankie, I'm gonna ask you this, right? So, um, you know, which which is better, working on Ant inside the studio or those Red Lobster vibes? Which one was which one, <laughs> which one was better? Wait, y'all recorded in Red Lobster? Which Red Lobster yeah. vibes? And that Red Lobster is is probably yeah, that's probably my favorite colorway, Ant. Because Ant does stuff. He did things he didn't have to do. Like he would try to remember everybody order off the top of his head, and I'm like, bro, we got books. Like it's not frowned upon. Like we ain't. 
we ain't go to like server school, fam. So you ain't gotta be like, but he used to try to do that. He would like sing real loud for birthdays. Like, fam, I can't hit that note. I don't want to do that. And then, like, but all of this is happening and he's organizing like studio sessions at his house. So like, he was like, yeah, nah, working at Red Live was definitely my favorite. Yo. But nah, the, the speaker. Oh, yeah, work there. I'm so slow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta explain this, Garnett. Yeah, I'm thinking this is like a dinner thing. Right, I thought no, no, y'all not going to Red, Red Lobster, Lobster for the biscuits. No, no, we worked together. Say what? And he was he was trying to remember orders and set up parties and sing loud. Like so but, you was getting free shows at Red Lobster. Right. Yeah, yeah. Before you even knew it, like you was getting served by one of the goats and you ain't even know. Talking Have you been back to those that Red Lobster, both of you guys together? Yeah, many for sure. Times this, many times. For sure. Many times. How much do it's you very tip? Fun. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? How much do you tip? <laughs> What's you want tip? A, you want a Grammy? You got to <laughs> you want a tip? You got to go to LA to get recognized. <laughs> 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 Write that on every, <laughs> on every receipt. Write it on your receipt. <laughs> go to LA for it. No, I'm joking. It's crazy. You got to tip more than twenty percent. We servers, so you know what I that is. 20% or more oh, is a oh. must. My favorite thing to do is like, I know that I'm black, right? So I'm not going to just sit here and say that I like, right. I know that yeah, I'm like, that, like, obviously, yeah. down, bro. I, but like, I, but like, I know, like, I know I'm not just black. Like I'm a nig, like, and I, and I, I own this. I'm like, yo, I am this, but I love showing my ass off in restaurants and then being like, bow, what? I paid for the check and tipped you astronomically better than everybody else in here. So now you don't have this fear of, oh man, when the black guy comes in the restaurant, I don't want him in my section. Same thing. Like that's I my- about, I don't know about that because yes, maybe when you do it, that's the case. But the next one that comes in there, he don't be tipping. <laughs> that's not true. Listen, I'll be, I'll, I'll, that's, that's so not true, man. Listen, literally I have, like, as a server, like I have, I've received the most money from our people, period. That's a fact. Like, like that's a like that's a fact because it's us. Like we who gonna look out for us better than us? So then you see you got somebody that got it that know that they got it and they see some up and coming black man, black young lady working at a restaurant trying to figure it out. They're going to tip. So that stereotype of like niggas don't tip is not true. It's not. And and it I this as much people as much niggas don't tip. White people ain't tipping too. You'd be surprised. Nigga, what? You They're the ones that don't tip. The look you on your eye. Where's your manager? Five on the table. And it's a four hundred dollar check and they left you a five and a smile. And smile. You gonna pay <laughs> smile. Five. Like I'm a, like I'm gonna <laughs> <I'm a> smile at <laughs> you. Fun this album with smiles. <laughs> like my unborn child can eat off of this smile. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, yeah. in the future. It's a common <laughs> misconception. It's, it's a common misconception. And There's let so me ask you down. this. So I always wonder the writing or the singing check? What do you mean? Which one is greater? <laughs> what do you mean? Like which one gives you, yields you more money? Are you singing or writing? Nigga, I don't know. I ain't mean to say what? I ain't got it. I ain't got neither one of them. Listen, <laughs> I am broke <laughs> as a joke. Don't let them fool you. Look, just because I took the pictures next to the people. Don't, don't, don't look. 
Look, you better I, get yourself an attorney so you get paid, <laughs> Anthony Clemens. Oh, I'm not going to accept this from you. <laughs> no, he said songwriting or singing check. Um, I just received my first check from um, my artistry, which was cool. It was like, whoa. Um, receiving a songwriting check is like, both of them are just blessings. It's, 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 it's no better blessing, to be honest. It's not like, I want this money over this money. I, I'm happy to be receiving money for something that God blessed me with. That I'm giving back. Like this is it's it's a weird system. He gave me something. I'm giving it back, and I get. That don't make no sense to me. Just to give it. You know what I mean? Just to turn around, and give it right back. It's like, well, well. It's like boop, 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 boop. Yeah. So it's like, I just I'm very appreciative. You yo y'all y'all PR training is amazing, man. Oh, hey, bro, I ain't Listen, we 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 got in contact with your PR guy already. He 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 made all of this happen. So I already know how he's coming. He started. Bro, I was in off. Sunday service. You know who my PR is? Jesus Christ. Okay, are you kidding me? <laughs> what? I do this. I'm giving this to God. What? No. Can you tell me about the food? Because I've seen all the pictures of the food at Sunday service, and it looked incredible. Mm-hmm. It did look nice, didn't it? The food at Sunday service looked incredible? Yes. <laughs> that, food, that food looked like some food, didn't it? What you ain't had now? I don't know. I don't know what I can talk about and what I can't, so you know what I'm going to say? Thank <laughs> <Praise> God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you signed the NDA. So we just going to stay completely away from Kanye West. We going to say praise God. That's what you're going to say. He Yo, he ever told you to go find God? You seen that text message with the engineer and he he, he was late and Kanye wait, wait. told him to go find God? You ever got that? You say what? Are you kidding me? I didn't. What are you talking about? I've never heard of this. <laughs> what happened? Seriously? What? Yeah, what, what are you talking about? There's a text message that leaked. And it, mm-hmm. I guess it was an engineer that... You mean you think he really doesn't know about that? I don't know. He didn't answer it. Do you not know? Are you playing with me? You mean to say what? No, <laughs> artists be like that. They be oblivious to what's going on online because they don't want to, you know, follow the shade room or, you know, get the negative energy. Some people really don't know what's going on out here. Ant is living his best life online. You kidding me? I don't know what's happening. I don't know anything. You kidding me? Yeah, we, he's online. We 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 share some of the same people. We follow like, damn, he, he liked that picture too. <laughs> yeah, he he doing that. Yo, I feel time. like Mina. I feel like I'm being personally assaulted and attacked, and I didn't even sign up for none, none of this. I just came on here to say praise God, Amen, and uh, shout out to my boy Frankie Hill. Okay. Well, look. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You have a great show on Sunday. (laughs) We will all be there. I Um, can't wait to see y'all. Your first headlining tour. Congratulations. We got to clap it up for that. Frankie Hill is going to be opening for any uh, listeners and watchers in the Philly area at the Foundry. Okay. We will be there. So, uh, Frankie, we're going to see you cry. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Nice. He's nice, y'all. He's him. And, and <laughs> hopefully <laughs> off the record you'll answer some of my questions oh I, off the record i'll tell you that you want to know but 
on this mic, me to say what? <laughs> and maybe I'll get a little response in your DMs moving forward. Maybe I'll respond back. I feel horrible. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm going to respond back right now after you got the phone. I'll be like, hey, I'm going to be like, me to say what? That's crazy. That, that, <laughs> that's crazy. Thank you so much for uh, guys for joining us. And, you know, please come back when you're working on another album and, you know, and you got anything else going on. And Frankie, you're good vibes. So you come back as well. Okay. Thank you so much, y'all. Pleasure. Pleasure. All right, family. Bye, guys. All right. The PR school of Kanye. Mina, so, you said the brunch at the at Sunday service looked good. Yes. No, it didn't. Did remember, it? no, remember that was like an infamous thing that that brunch was like so bad, and they gave them like white bread and like hot dogs and stuff like that. It was I like I didn't see that. I saw when he went on tour. I saw like a buffet. I was like, damn, this is what they feeding people to. You know, I I didn't. Maybe this was after the bad. I got to look it up. I could be wrong. I, maybe I'm wrong. I got to look it up because I remember like there was like a story about some food somewhere. No, I I, what I saw was the food was incredible because I never thought like going to church. They never feed you right at church. What, what church you be going to? <laughs> <laughs> I be going to the church and they be like. Oh man! Oh no! They no. You got to go to a Baptist church. They'll okay. feed you. <laughs> I've never been fed at church, so I remember thinking like Kanye is feeding these people good things. Like maybe it was after the. I don't know. I just saw that the food was good. Gotcha. I wasn't trying to be shady or nothing. I legitimately saw that the food was good. Okay. Okay. You thought I was trying to be? Yeah, shady. because I'm like, I'm like, did, are we remembering the same meals? Because I swear they were supposed to be bad. I thought they were good, but Ant's really do, doing his thing. It didn't seem like he really wanted to talk about like anything that he has working on, but some of his credits are incredible. Like Kanye, Water, Beyonce, Mood Forever. I love that song. g mm-hmm. Demons and Angels, Corday, Gifted, SZA, Hit Different, Her, Damage. So yeah, he's definitely doing his thing. Now you, you literally just saw how they act together. That's it. That's it. It was like that's them back and forth, inside jokes, laughing, joking, like twenty four seven. Like that's that's what they do. So you know, you you just got a little glimpse of that, and then yeah, I guess you know some of the stuff maybe he didn't want to touch on too much, but like you said, we, you get you get all the tea. On Brandon, are you his PR? Like what, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I just know. I, I I understand. I understand. That's all. I understand. Yeah, well, we're gonna go and support him. But let's get back to the Sarah, Karen civil conversation real quickly. Um, we have a couple of minutes. So, what what do you guys think about that? Like, is it warranted? You know, should should we not trust people? Should there be contracts involved? Like, what do you guys think about that? No, I definitely think it's warranted. Like I said, like, it's one of those situations where people have been doing other people dirty since the beginning of time. And anytime somebody gets called out for it, I'm I'm for it. Like, I think that you should be calling people out if they do you dirty and steal money from you. Like, that's a problem. 
Yeah. I think something you said, Garnett, though, like communication, like I don't think people understand how difficult it is to get placements. You know, like I have a friend who does PR and, you know, I'm extremely connected and I've tried to like get placements for different people just trying to help my friend out. And sometimes it's just like, no, when you're emailing people, you're following up, you're sending media kits, press kits. You know, I've been on like the opposite side of that, like assisting. And I don't think people realize like how much work goes into that, like sending the email following up trying to book something trying to convince someone why you know they should do your interview or or do this interview so Mm -hmm. I think that people don't log that you know if you're not communicating to your client this is what's going on you're gonna have issues for sure and and, and it's also so I I think you you know elaborate on on a good point too so you know if you if you can, you should say that you can get this done knowing 100% that you can get it done or you don't accept payment for it. Don't yes. go around telling me, hey, with this $30,000 check, you're going to be on Spotify's list. You're going to be at the top of YouTube knowing that, you know, it's a, a, it's a chance that I can't do it because, and, and, you know, in my head, you're telling me that, Part of that money is going to that, you know, like it's it's literally a done deal. I'm guessing this is how much this person costs. This is how much this person costs. But, you know, and then it ends up not being that. Then it's like, you know, I'm out here feeling like, yeah, you took my money. I didn't know that you cost that much just so you can ask a question, because I can go and ask that same question and get told no a billion times. So you got to be able to, you know, be up front with me and let me know. But that's a, you know, it's, it's part of the game, which is it shouldn't be. But that's what it is. And just like Dex said, you know, when there are people like this moving around within this industry, which is already a brutal one. Right. Not not even talking about marketing wise, the people that you sign to you right. know, certain deals. This part of it, yeah, you definitely got to be able to call people out when it's true, you know, allegations or, or, or whatever the case may be, just so we can have some type of structure and order, you know, for for what's going on within this culture, because it's, it's, it's actually heartbreaking, you know, where that, that'll deter a lot of people from their dreams and hopes and aspirations, you know, from, like, he gave his all you know, $60,000 to somebody expecting something and, you know, something was told to him and he can't get a phone call answered. It's a little disheartening. So I just think for $60,000, you should have been able to have gotten something. I mean, I know how expensive PR is, but you know, again, you can't promise someone something that you can't guarantee, right? All you have to say is, Hey, I have these connections. I can possibly do these things. And then tell the person, Hey, I reached out to this person. I reached out to that person. I did this. I did that. But like, she, he said that she, she was booking him shows. Like he didn't ask you for all that. He wanted PR. He wanted, you know, he wanted Spotify. He wanted YouTube. He wanted articles being written up on him. You know, that it's like someone's paying you to do something. And if you can't get those things done, you've got to return the money, you know, like, Hey, I didn't get this done. Here's your money back. You don't say, okay, well, I didn't get this done. I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna book you some stuff that you don't need just to, you know, make it seem like I'm doing something like, no. And then there, the artist really needs to be, uh, you know, savvy as well and say, Hey, I'm going to give you this money up front. When you deliver, I'll give you the rest of this money. 
So instead of being out $60,000, maybe you could have been out 20,000 and 30,000 or whatever. That sounds like a ridiculous amount of money for an independent artist to put up. I just, I can't wrap my hand or my, my head around, you don't have a label and you're giving someone $60,000 for marketing, you know, that's just craziness, but just be careful, man. Be careful with people promising things that they can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they just had, they have a name, you may think they they have the, the pull, but, it, you know, they can know all the people in the world. It doesn't mean that it, it, someone can get your music added to the Spotify list, period. <laughs> but to sum up what the two of them were saying, what we just want you guys to do is take the money. Don't take the dinner with Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. On that note, thank you for watching and listening to the 196th episode of the Mina's House podcast. Thank you to Ann Clemens, Frankie Hill for joining us. Thank you for watching and listening. I'm Mina. Say what? Arnett Briscoe. Dex Stucky. Talk to you next week. <laughs>